I'm not sure this bun is ready for that. I wouldn't call it a bun. <laughs> what would you call it? <laughs> it's sort of. It's just a masterpiece, <laughs> really. Okay, it's going now. Perfect. I'm so sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. Nothing like recording an episode twice. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to nail it this time. My hey, they're sports fans. I don't like sports. Me neither. Do you want me to do the intro? You got it. Sure. Okay. Welcome back to the Salty Sisters. I'm Sage. And I'm Mackenzie. And we're your hosts for today. In an episode that we're calling, It's Biology, Baby. It's Biology, Baby. We're going to be diving into what it means to be a mother, talk about motherhood, and just kind of all the weirdness that comes with that for women. Yeah. Also, maybe not motherhood. <laughs> talk about not motherhood, motherhood, semi-motherhood, unmotherhood. Semi-motherhood. <laughs> I think it's all a thing. Definitely. Yeah, all the things that come along with that topic. So we want to start today off by acknowledging the fact that this is a tricky topic for a lot of people. There's a lot of unspoken hardships that come along with this topic. And we understand that this is not easy for everybody and everyone has their own struggle. We just want you to know that like we support you in whatever your journey is and your timeline is your own. You don't need to be on anyone else's timeline for this topic. And that's okay. You know, like this is very, very personal to each each and every one of us. And it's personal in our own ways. And also, if you're somebody out there who asks people if they're going to have kids or ask women when they're going to have babies or if they're pregnant, you need to stop. And this is your public service announcement. <laughs> Mind your own business. <laughs> Please take this as a personal message written directly to you to stop that immediately. That's right. You fuck right off with that. <laughs> you get fucked. That's what we say. You get fucked. So we're going to begin by reading some super fun ways across the world to say you're having a baby. They're fun and semi-offensive. So the first one comes from British slang and it's up the duff. Or in the club. In the club. Irish is up the pole. That is offensive. I don't understand that at all. <laughs> like, I don't understand it. Run I'm pregnant? Like, what the fuck? Maybe because you go up the pole to get pregnant. I don't know. <laughs> That's another episode. <laughs> up the spout. British. Or, as I like to say, up the sprout. <laughs> don't put Brussels sprouts in your vagina. <laughs> another public service announcement. Oh Keep God. those right out of there. <laughs> Here in the United States, we say bun in the oven. Um, Sage made this up for Australia. Joey in the pouch. <laughs> and also, just globally, they say big with child. Big with child. Here she comes. Big with child. So if that doesn't get you pregnant, I don't know what will. Oh, <laughs> that is not what this episode's about. <laughs> or if that doesn't make you want to get pregnant. I don't know. No. <sighs> gross. Ever. Okay. Let's start with this misconception uh, that everyone has an intrinsic need to be a mother. You don't have that need, Mackenzie? No, I don't. And honestly, as a woman, like you're told that that's what you're biologically designed to do. It makes you feel like maybe you're broken because you don't want to have babies. Hmm. But like also maybe we're just evolving. I think that's fair. Like, look, the past generations lit, lit our world on fire. <laughs> like, <laughs> also, our like our world is grossly overpopulated. Mm hmm. So it could just be like a survival mechanism as well. Yeah, 
Darwinism at its finest. <laughs> yeah, True. so I think there's a real misconception that everyone has this like need or want or desire to nurture and be a mom. Like I just, I don't think it's as popular as people think it is. Yeah, and I think our generation seems to have really started fighting back pretty hard on that. You know, and even a little bit before us, but definitely our generation, you know, so many of my friends have either decided to not have children or they've waited longer you know like it used to be a thing of oh you're you know you get married really young and you you know pop out eight babies by the time you're 35 you're done right like that's pretty intense yeah well in western societies at least you know it's like a real cultural pressure that that's the next logical step like you meet the person you get married you buy the house and then you have kids and that's a lot of pressure on women like you know, women are entering the workforce and we're trying to like even the playing field. And then we're taking on all these responsibilities at home. In addition to that, that's a lot to carry. <laughs> like if you don't have, you know, if you're not a 50-50 partnership at home, then you're totally fucked. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. you're just, yeah, that's insane. That's insane to ask somebody to do that. Totally. I mean, you have to recognize that when you're talking about motherhood, you are talking about putting so much on yourself as a woman to do that and to take on so much and to give so much of yourself and I I think that that is so true like even in partnerships where it's 50 50 like you're the woman still has to carry the child (laughs) you still have to get that child out of you at some point in some way and hopefully a safe way you know and it's it's just a lot and then you're the one that's expected to feed them and keep them alive and then eventually you know it's like you're probably going to be the one that ends up giving up your career to stay home to be with them you know and it's just like an endless cycle yeah yeah so it's really it's kind of intense when you start to like really sit back and think about it yeah it's a very intense decision and I struggle with how people even make the decision to have kids like I I don't understand how you end up deciding that like I think it's really cool. I think motherhood's really cool and it brings out a really powerful side of people. Like watching Sage become a mom has been really, um, really cool and moving. But I just like for me, I don't understand how you how you do it. Like it's Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe I am broken, but I just feel like it's a crazy thing to decide to do. Like they're so expensive. No, like I don't think you're broken at all. Like I think that's the fact that you can sit down and actually think about it in like a logical way is I think something I wish every woman could do. And yeah. a gift that I think every woman I wish had, you know, to think about being able to choose when they become a mother, right? Like some women don't have that option, unfortunately. But being able to plan it out and to think about it and to really look at like do I really want to be a parent? Do I really want to have my life anchored to this individual for the next 18 years, you know? Do I want to give part of my whole self to another person for, you know, the rest of my life? Like, these are really big questions, and it's crazy to just, like, rush into something like that, I think. Yeah, or, you know, to have a baby to fix a relationship is also kind of crazy. (laughs) Do people do that? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I don't like that. I think it's less and less common now because having a, a kid in the current day is so expensive that you have to have a little bit of a plan in place. Otherwise, like it's so it's so hard. Like you have to live next to your parents probably or some sort of family because you can't really raise children on your own with like childcare being this, you know, 
the price of like a college tuition oh fuck it's so crazy yeah just add that to your cons list i know there's a i think there's a lot of pros but i think there's quite a few cons that are sort of not spoken about because like if you really tease it out it's a hard choice to make yeah i mean i i met a family here and they're really cool they have two kids and the dad was telling me oh it's so much better now that our oldest is in kindergarten because kindergarten is it's state funded right so it's free um but before that they had both of them in daycare full-time and he said it was like $2,200 a month for his children to be in full-time and he's like (laughs) so it's kind of like either one of us quits our job and we lose that income or we just keep trucking you know and get through this period of time and I like blacked out you know Uh, I would (laughs) have blacked out too (laughs) it's like oh my gosh that's insane can't believe you survived that (laughs) that's uh that's really wild yeah that's crazy oh my god all right should we get stuck in a little bit into our own stories sure absolutely go go ahead you want me to start yeah you're the um youngest ah thank you uh so personally when i was young i wanted kids like when i was you know in my teens And I really wanted to have them young. And I wanted to have them young because our parents had us really young. Well, not really young. I mean, really normal timing for for that particular time range. Like your parents, if you're born in the 90s, like your parents usually were like in their 20s, early 20s when they had you. Yeah, that was fairly common. Yeah. So like I'm the youngest of three and mom was 30 when she had me and I thought it was really cool that they got to like be really young and active and grow up with us. Okay, so that's like 15 year old Mackenzie logic. And I thought that's what I want. I want to have kids before I'm 22. Thank God I did not go through with that plan. Did you say 22? (laughs) Yes, I wanted to have them before I was 22. Okay. And and I reached my early 20s. Well, first of all, we were in our first recession in the United States. So that had a big impact on it, right? So a lot of people lost their jobs. And it was just really an economically like terrible time. People lost their houses. And there was a lot of uncertainty in the United States that we hadn't seen growing up like kind of at all. Mm -hmm. And my partner and I were like talking about kids and he's like, I don't want them. And it started to make me feel like kids also were not in the plan for me, um, which was not an easy decision for me to arrive at. Like I really struggled with it at first. Um, But then I realized that like the uncertainty of the world and the selfishness of me and the lifestyle I wanted for for myself, I, I couldn't afford kids in my 20s. And I didn't really want to bring one into the world at that stage. So we are pretty set on that. And I remember I met this couple when I was like 22 and they were in their 30s and she didn't have kids which is was quite rare at the time to like meet people in their 30s who chose to not have children and she told me that she always described it as she didn't want to spend her life raising an asshole not to be an asshole (laughs) and so that's sort of the mentality I take with me um as I go and now that I'm in my 30s we have discussed revisiting the topic because the choices you make in your 20s are not always the choices you want in your 30s and it has been a very like challenging time because we go back and forth and back and forth on like do we want one do we not want one should we adopt a a kid like back and forth and back and forth and we always sort of end on no (laughs) because it's just like yeah I mean we have two nephews like that's great yeah you know Mm -hmm. like I I don't think we'd be bad parents And I don't think that we would struggle to afford a 
kid but like for me I'm I'm pretty petite I really don't want to go through pregnancy like our mom had a terrible pregnancy yours wasn't particularly wonderful (laughs) and then like I like to sleep through the night you know like that's a real thing for me oh my god and like we we you know see kids out and like oh my god they scream and I find them annoying like I just I really have a lot of fear that if I had a kid or adopted a kid I just wouldn't like it yeah that's a rational feeling like at what age can you not drop them off at the fire station anymore you know (laughs) right oh man but it's crazy because, like, everything in our world is so driven to, like, this is what you're meant to do that you get FOMO, you know, like fear missing out. Like, you're like, oh, maybe I'm supposed to do this and have one of these. And then you see people out and they look they look miserable. There's a lot of miserable parents out there. I will give you that for sure. Yeah. Or yeah. you're just or seeing like, them consistently at their absolute worst. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, like, <laughs> people are like, oh, I had a kid because I didn't know. I could choose something else. Oh, God. Like, what on earth? Like, you think about what you're doing because, like, yeah. you know, if you if you have a kid or choose to adopt a kid or whatever, surrogacy, I don't, IVF, there's a lot of ways to have children now that are all pretty valid, 100% valid. Um, you know, you, you are signing up to giving everything to that kid. Like, if you don't, if you give less than 100% of yourself, like, should you do it? That's what I always land on. Mm-hmm. I think it's really big of you to be able to see that in yourself and to know that that's where you're at with it. Because I think so many people just ignore that. They ignore that intuition. They ignore that maybe that small tug or that small feeling. And then guess what? It's miserable for them and they struggle. And then them and their partner are, are just at odds. Them and their child are just at odds. It's really not like... In my opinion, it's not cohesive and it's not a good ex- like experience for anybody. And quite frankly, like I don't think a child deserves that. Like, no. I think if you're gonna do it, you need to know that you can lay yourself down to that point. Like you have to, like before you even try. You know, that's the thing. You, it's there's no like, I don't understand people who are just like loose about it or willy-nilly about it to me it's so serious like I take it so seriously what should be taken seriously like that's a human life that you're you know gonna mold into something yeah it's an incredible responsibility and I think people don't like I don't know like if people sit down and have this conversation we're having right now you know to really think about it you know or if they have that conversation with their partners Yeah, and it's like, reckless. you know, when you get into your late 20s and your early 30s, infertility starts to become an issue. Like, we are a generation that was unfortunately exposed to really horrible birth control really young, and I think that plays a big role in infertility. So then it's like, okay, so if you change your mind and you get on board and you want to have a kid and then you can't, like, oh... (laughs) Yeah. That's just opening yourself up to like peer devastation. Like, yeah. Or, right. you know, miscarriages, which we just don't talk about ever. Mm-hmm. We just like, oh, just brush those under the rug. Well, that's like a horrible, devastating thing to have happen to you. Yeah. And <laughs> like, it should absolutely be supported and talked about, you know. Yes. Yes. Like, women should probably get some time off after having a miscarriage because, yeah. Ugh. I, I'm so sorry if you've ever had to go through that. That's terrible. Yeah, it's just so gnarly. Yeah, like, it's, it's not hard. all fucking sunshine and rainbows that they, you know, they tell you as a kid. 
No, it's not at all. I think the choice to become a mother is so, it's such a difficult choice to make if you are, you know, lucky enough to make that choice. And I don't know, it's so hard. (laughs) Yeah, and there's a lot of pressure from external sources on the on the issue and really like the truth of it is it's just between you and your partner if you have one yeah it's really hard to drown out everyone else's nonsense but like it's just between just between you and your partner or just you if that's your journey yeah which you know hell yeah if that's your journey that's awesome yeah hell yeah that's (laughs) that's brave (laughs) yeah oh man okay well maybe i'll talk a little bit about my experience yeah that would be great because i I feel like i'm being negative (laughs) (laughs) okay well yeah so on the other side of the issue is me of course yeah so i did decide to become a mother and for me actually that journey was very difficult and it was filled with a lot of trial So Taylor and I, we were married for four years before we started trying to have a baby. And part of that was because we just wanted to make sure we wanted to do it. (laughs) And second of all, we wanted to make sure we had like the cash pile in hand before we started trying. So we saved $10,000 in cash before we had our son. Because we firmly believed that we didn't want to bring a child into the world if we couldn't just like outright afford it. That really caused me a lot of stress. So it's just something we took care of. Yeah. And then, you know, once we decided that was like a huge, (laughs) that was like always a fight between us, right? Like in our early years of marriage, it was just like, are you ready to have a kid? No, I'm not. Like, are you, I don't know. uh," And, you know, we just like battle and (laughs) it like wasn't very healthy. And so it took us a while to like land at a place where we were both kind of emotionally and, you know, like mature enough to start trying. And then it did take us the better part of a year to get pregnant. And I think that that was actually like a really hard thing for both of us. But, you know, just to anyone going through that right now, my heart just super goes out to you because I know that it's really hard. And I think that that's probably the reason I haven't really been willing to have another baby because it's like (laughs) once you decide to do that, kind of like you were saying, you don't know if it's going to be a difficult journey for you or not. And that unknowing can just really wreck your world and, you know, tore me apart and built me back up in a different way, which was really beautiful. But like just wanting to be pregnant and just like month after month being you know failing at that like it's it does fuck with your head like a lot well do you think that's like the narrative that they teach us because I do I think they teach us that like it's so easy and you always have to be careful not to get pregnant yeah but and we also don't it's hard yeah and I didn't like I never used the pill form of birth control and so I I wasn't really I I just never like trusted it I just always thought it was sketchy as fuck and you know so I didn't think I would have any problem getting pregnant um and the thing that frustrated me is like I didn't have answers to why we had such a hard time and I think a part of it like later on in my research I think I finally discovered that it had to do with my asthma, like causes certain amounts of infertility in women, but nobody's ever fucking studied it because we're women, right? (laughs) Yeah, God, God help us all. Yeah, so that's actually a huge component of my struggle. And so, and then, you know, they caused 
not caused, but you know, I had some struggles in my pregnancy too, probably due to my chronic illness. So, you know, it's just kind of like, it kind of snowballed for me, but so yeah. And once I got pregnant, you know, I mean, I'll never forget like finally testing and being pregnant. Like, you know, I just sobbed, right? Like, because it had just been months of like nothing. And so it was really incredible to conceive. And then, but then you walk this line for like weeks and weeks and weeks of just being terrified that something's going to go wrong. And I, I think every woman can attest to that that's ever been pregnant, that it's just, it's, it's really hard, like emotionally, you know, when you're just have already been through the ringer. And then you continue to just be, like, nervous about it. Yeah. Do you think there's a way that we could have supported you better? I don't know, because... Well, I mean, you didn't even tell me, so, like, right. that's like... issue number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually interesting. I do think I had. W- I wish I had told maybe, like, at least you early on, but I just felt like keeping it really close to the chest because it was so excruciating, you know? Like, up until that point, I just... Yeah. I can't almost even, like, put into words what it feels like to, like just not get pregnant when you're wanting to it's I don't know it's it's a really shitty experience honestly and yeah well and then early early days are like always scary yeah but and I think I think I felt like if I told you then I would miscarry I felt like I was I don't know why I felt that way but I just did and so I just didn't I don't know I like almost couldn't breathe you know for like yeah (laughs) like three months (laughs) but yeah I mean You know, the rest of my pregnancy was pretty normal. I mean, I ate insane amounts of ice cream, right? I hit my record weight. I gained, like, all my water (laughs) weight. Like, I don't know. Pregnancy is just such a gnarly experience after the fact, you know? People want to tell you that it's beautiful and that you're glowing and all this, like, bullshit. And I think any woman who's gone through it will tell you that that's so false (laughs) for the last two months i did not sleep for more than two hours at a time solid because i was so uncomfortable so by the time you go into labor or at least for me the time by the time i went into actual labor i was already exhausted like sleep deprived and then you have a newborn who keeps you up for the next three years (laughs) you know and it's like it is it's a real life transition you have to you literally give up your body for another human to bring to give them life it's really fucking but you got crazy. asher out of it i did yeah but <laughs> which i mean you know so much of it was beautiful you know like i'll never forget like pushing him out and then holding him for the first time and naming him and looking at him for the first time like i'll never forget that you know and i'll never forget the first night with him but it's still really hard. <laughs> so what are what are some of your like favorite things about raising a kid? I think the way that your heart expands to love another person is really something that, you know, kind of like you said, like you don't feel like you have that drive or that pull to have that connection, I guess. Would you say that's what you were kind of saying? Like, yeah, like kind of biologically to have. Yeah. And I think I really struggled with that as well. And then once I was holding Asher I felt myself just like it is I just felt like that very strong connection where I was just oh wow like I'm just looking at you and I'm broken down into you know crying just because it's you're so you know amazing your heart expands in a way that's really beautiful that I don't think I'll ever experience again you know 
in that way. Yeah. And I think it's it's been a really cool opportunity for me to turn like my own trauma into strength and you know the struggles I have in my maternal relationship <laughs> right like I struggle with what it means to be a mother I struggle with how to mother I've really I struggle with what it means to be a woman at times and so it's been really cool for me to find my identity as a mother and to have a connection with my son and to like raise him and you know figure out what it means to me yeah from an outside perspective you've gained so much patience yeah. it's like ins- insane to me like yeah. i i think we're kind of trained in our family to rule with an iron fist and watching you put that aside and say like i'm not going to do that to my kid what i'm going to do is listen to his needs and his wants and his fears and understand and respond with kindness has been really eye-opening like um instead of just like no you know yeah it's it's cool what do they call that gentle parenting i don't (laughs) is that its tagline (laughs) i think so i mean i i do struggle with you know i've always kind of struggled with like my anger management as well and i think that anyone who's had a toddler will tell you that it can really test you in those times (laughs) And I, your toddler has tested me at times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For the record, Asher was both like a beautiful and yet very challenging toddler. <laughs> he was like, we had some of our worst and best days together. Well, they both were, you know, they're both so smart in their own ways that they were like really combative. And it's frustrating because I'm usually the combative one. And I'm like, no, like I'm your aunt. So we're just going to be cool and chill and not do that. <laughs> They're manipulative little shits. Yeah. In the best way. In the best way. I mean, there's, when you're parenting, there is so much joy to be had. And there is, you know, it's just a very unpredictable, completely unscripted ride for you and your partner, you know. And um, oftentimes you're like tested and sleep deprived and probably hungry and maybe a little grouchy, you know. And um, you have a a tiny little human to keep alive and be a butler to full time, you know? And so it, but it is like so much fun, you know? I have had a total blast. Like I love being a mother, you know, but I do think it's a huge responsibility. It is. And like kudos to people that do it. Like that's really, it's hard in this day and age. Yeah. Like I think there's a weird stigma around not becoming a parent now. And there's Mm -hmm. a stigma around becoming a parent. Yeah. And then once you become a parent, there's also a stigma about having just one kid as well. Well, yeah. I mean, oh my God, who can afford two kids? <laughs> I know. Nobody. Like, no one I know. Nobody. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of hope and joy, I think, in having kids. And it's a lot, there's a lot of hope and joy in, you know, seeing my nephews being raised but there's also a little bit of doom, in my opinion, because we have literally set our world ablaze and like we need to fix it very quickly. Yeah, I do. I agree. Like, I, it's interesting you say that because that's actually one of the biggest conversations Taylor and I have, right? Because we still go back and forth like you, you know, like, do we have another kid? Do we not? Right. And it's like, I'm, I'm now 35. So I'm reaching that age where everybody starts to say, oh, you're um, what is that called? Oh, you're geriatric, you know? Well, it's like, fuck you. I'm not geriatric. Yeah, they call you geriatric once you're 35. Like, it's a geriatric pregnancy, which is, like, totally... 
not cool that's such a limitation that does not need to be put on women but you know like that's a conversation we have is like do we really want to bring another child into this world into the way it is and all the awful terrible things that are happening in our world today it's just crazy you know it's a hard decision to make yeah can i ask you have you ever felt like the whatever they call it, your biological clock ticking. Like, I think that's a bunch of bullshit. (laughs) I still think I'm too young to even have a baby. Like, people my age are having their second, third kid, and I'm, like, on on purpose. Like, that's where I currently am. I still think I'm, like, 14. Like, I'm, like, no. That's just... (laughs) I don't... I don't feel a biological clock. In fact, when my friend told me, you know, she was... Because she was talking about, like, being 30, I think, 6 or 5 and saying... Yeah, it's, like, considered geriatric once you're, you know, this age and pregnant. And I was like, wait, what? Like, I was totally shocked, you know? I don't... That just makes me angry, to be honest with you. Yeah. We put so much on women, and and to, like, top it all off, it's like, you will, you know, like, you will act this certain way, you will not have careers, you will just, like, pump out babies, and you're going to start when you're 16 and finish by the time you're 25. And if you don't, you're geriatric. But, you know, it's like... <laughs> It's insane. Not to mention, like, the body image issues we yeah. give women. Like, oh, yeah. you're meant to be a, a cute pregnant woman, not a big, yeah. you know, not big with baby. Not big with child. Little with, yeah. not big with child, little with child. Yeah. And then it's like, you just pushed a freaking beach ball out. Like, yeah, things aren't going to be normal for a little bit. Like, <laughs> how how are you meant to just bounce back from that? Like, I that's a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, you're supposed to maintain a certain body image and you're supposed to look you know, like, like your, quote, old self within, like, some kind of weird assigned number by, like, <laughs> some man assigned a some number Some fucking white man, you know, like, I don't. It's, Six weeks so you can go back to work. Yeah, it's bullshit. And it makes me really Six mad. weeks. Yeah. Like, that's a nine month tear that just came out of you. And then your milk factory. And then, like, yeah. They give you six weeks to just, like, get up on the horse and go on with your life. Right. Not to mention, like, we don't support women postnatal, right? We don't support them in breastfeeding, like, in workplaces. We don't give them long enough maternity leave. No. I will say, though, I think our generation is doing a little bit better of, like, you know, if you want me to go back to work, I'm bringing my baby with me. Yeah. If, uh, like, I was telling Sage the other day when I was in Sydney in the airport, I saw this woman... And she was, like, dressed to the nines. Like, this woman was slaying. She looked so good, so professional. And she had this tiny baby strapped to her chest. And she was, like, getting on a flight to go to, I'm assuming, a business meeting. I made up a whole life for her. That's what I've decided is happening. <laughs> so you've seen and it was just like, Yeah, you guys know. You know, when you, like, see someone, you make up a whole life for them. Um, How powerful, though. Like, what a badass. Like, you yeah. know, she's she's going to go conquer the world. And she's got her infant. Also, like, where is her? It, where is your partner? <laughs> Maybe she's a single mom and crushing. In which it. case, like, double kudos to her. Oh my god, amazing! Like millions. It of was kudos. amazing. Yeah. Like women are so strong, and I think they try to take our strength from us, but we're wicked, wicked strong. Yeah. Well, we have to be because this culture is. Yeah. Society is ridiculous. <laughs> you know what? The other side of this is that I think is interesting from like a completely outside source is the mommy shaming oh why do we do that leave each other alone can you give me an example yeah like if you don't gentle parent and you snap one day and somebody like says something to you about it 
Yeah, that's fucked up. Or like the breastfeeding versus bottle feeding. And there's like people who are mean to each other about that. Leave each other alone. Yeah. When Taylor and I see something that we don't agree with as as parents and we see parents do something and if it bugs us, what we do is we talk to each other about it privately and then normally those conversations end with, well, me too. I've had super bad days as well and done X, Y, and Z, you know? And then you like give that parent like the grace they deserve <laughs> because it's a full-time fucking hard job and you gotta like remember that like no one's perfect and we're all like a little bit sleep deprived you know so (laughs) i've had a decent night's sleep in years in years i mean (laughs) it's crazy it's crazy like just maybe it doesn't make sense but like you don't need to judge you know just take a beat don't it's crazy it's like the kids being fed i don't understand what the issue is Yeah, or if you, like, don't like it, just maybe make a mental note and then try to not do that yourself, you know? That's, like, yeah, I don't exactly. know. Just move on. Keep it to and yourself. Let's hope that karma is not your god. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I feel like that's something that could really bite you in the ass. Oh, my God. Yes. Woo. Yeah. Okay, did we talk about the real-life cons of having a baby then? <clears throat> You asked me I'm pretty sure we covered that okay. in depth. Okay, cool. Perfect. <laughs> Did we cover enough of the pros? Do you think we've just turned everyone off from having kids? <laughs> you know what? You can vote. You can vote and let us know. Yay or nay. <laughs> well, I think, you know, I think like there is sometimes a specific desire to want to pass on your genes and get to like put a little bit of yourself into the world and, you know. Yeah, but like, can I... I always think maybe I'm supposed to have the kid that's going to change the world. That's so like self-centered. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, that is an interesting thing, though, because I think you do tend to like picture yourself, right? And you picture your child or your children, right? Like I always pictured Taylor and I having two children and we do not, right? And also like I always pictured that like I would have like a really cool rad Colorado kid that like loved to do like sport you know like mountain biking and skiing and we would like you know what is it your kid loves to do Sage (laughs) he math (laughs) he loves math my kid he loves math and that's like the beautiful (laughs) and really cool thing about it is you actually don't get to decide who your child is and what their personality is and it's I don't know you know, it's like it's... I can't risk it. I can't <laughs> risk having a kid that likes to bike and then I'm gonna have to go to more bike things. I can't <laughs> risk it. It's a no. I mean, my kid, like his favorite TV right now is a documentary series about making pools in people's backyards. <laughs> and so we watch that at night sometimes. And then we reenact it in the backyard and we're, we've been building grottos for like a week, you know. So, oh my God. <laughs> so I mean, it's just it's just what? it's a totally like. It's the child I never expected to have, and I'm so grateful I do, you know? Like, he's just, he's totally unexpected, and he's my world, and, you know, it's it's awesome. So It is fun being both their aunts, you know? <laughs> like, I feel, poor, poor Cody and you, like, I feel like you each got a small version of me, <laughs> but, like, a different personality. Like A little bit. Titus is, is sort of my, like, party personality, you know? <laughs> the manipulative side, and then Asher's, like... <laughs> 
the nerdy side the math side of me (laughs) yeah and they both bring like the attitude and I just love that for both of you like what a blessing (laughs) yeah it's it's great it's great to be up the pole with baby (laughs) up the spout up the spout I don't understand I still do not understand like is your vagina a spout does anybody know (laughs) gross um okay so in closure of this episode we just want to say that everyone gets to have their own journey and timeline stop asking people if they're gonna have kids and this shit's really hard it's a hard decision to make uh don't do it for your parents don't do it for you know anyone but yourself because it's it's a full-on it's a full-on career choice yeah and it does not pay well like it pay sucks (laughs) I don't think you'd get a raise either. <laughs> yeah, if you're thinking about asking somebody, you know, why they haven't had kids or if they're going to, please do not do that. Please stop <laughs> doing that. It's an asshole move, and you know it is. Yeah, go water your flowers or something. Like, yeah. chew. <laughs> yeah, like, just stop. You can't see it, but I'm flicking you. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> All right, well... To wrap it up, let's do some unpopular opinions real quick. Okay, I'm going to start. Okay, go ahead. Okay. My first unpopular opinion is that gummies, like gummy worms, gummy bears, the peach horrific things, are just not good. Like, the texture of them is so bad. I ugh. <laughs> Like, my worst nightmare is, like, those cups that have, like, Oreos in them and then, like, gummy worms, like... That's my worst texture nightmare right there. (laughs) Okay, excellent. (laughs) I don't mind THC gummies, but that's a different day. (laughs) Okay, keeping in with my streak of uh, thank you to everybody, too, who wrote in and let me know that my uh, unpopular opinion was awful last week. (laughs) (laughs) This week. You shouldn't have come for the pets. My unpopular opinion is men. Just men. I don't know what that means. It means... Although I am married to a man, I don't really care for them in general as like a species. <laughs> species? <laughs> I just, anymore. You're raising a tiny one. I know. And it like, God help me. Because like, here's the thing. When I go to Home Depot, men just like always almost run me over with their cart because they like can't see you if you're a female in Home Depot like there's like this like veil that falls on you and you you're invisible if you're like a woman in Home Depot are you wearing the right outfit to Home Depot (laughs) well is this what you're wearing because that might be the problem (laughs) I just think that in general men could do a lot better and so that is that's my unpopular opinion and although I love my boys I still I expect them to do better as well so it's Mm -hmm. out there agreed all right my next one is uh that the Dutch people who are Dutch from the Netherlands or have, you know, Dutch in their heritage clean better than everyone else. It's true. I don't know what it is about us, but like if our kitchen's dirty, we have like a, a tick and we can't get anything else done. Like our eye is twitching until it's cleaned. Like there's something. Our grandmother moved into a new home when she was like in our late 70s early 80s and the first thing she did is pull out the fridge and vacuum underneath it by herself like that's the level of insanity we're talking (laughs) definitely it is it's crazy it runs in our in our blood it's really weird so well one of my friends is dutch and she has the same issue her mom is 
100 oh. like yeah so if any of you all half are dutch uh, dutch or have dutch heritage and you have that same tick please let us know <laughs> we're so sorry for you <laughs> all right we should be sponsored by brillo pad oh my God. <laughs> okay go okay my last one is that i don't care for other people's driving anyone's driving basically just like get off the road <laughs> i'm a very good driver i'm a very cautious <laughs> driver i know all of the rules and i know when you're not following them <laughs> i'm pretty sure i was in your car um and you crossed like six lanes of traffic in albuquerque new mexico because you missed your turn but i did it safely sort of without i no, signaled you didn't even and i looked you didn't over look. my shoulder yeah you didn't, yeah you were like i can't see anything out of this car anyways and you just went <laughs> Agree to disagree. I'm the best driver on the road, and I think everyone else should just pull over. <laughs> I keep hitting things in the parking garages around here. I don't know if it's the fact that I'm driving on the other side, but like, I have scraped my car, my company car, like, probably four times now. Oh, my God. The other day, I just backed into an AC vent, like, just straight, <laughs> straight into it. This is what I'm saying. I don't do stuff like that. Maybe occasionally. Well, aren't you better than everybody? <laughs> cool. Well, thanks so much to everyone for tuning in today, listening to our episodes. We've been loving all the feedback. Um, like, subscribe, share. Oh, yes. Please make sure to follow our podcast on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're getting your podcasts these days. Um, hit that little follow button. We'll hit that follow. Give us a five star. We love you guys. Cool. All right. Till next time. Okay, bye. Bye.